apologize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Hello there. It's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting. And boy, do we have a doozy for you today. Uh, I'm not sure where to start. So a while back, we started doing special episodes about once a month where we take an in-depth look at the state of a current franchise. We've done Star Wars, Star Trek, Alien, um, DC movies. There's probably one I'm forgetting about in there somewhere. But today, we're tackling the big one. We're tackling the one that kind of inspired this whole idea of, of breaking down a franchise. And uh, it's a lot. It's more than I can handle uh, by myself. So I'm bringing in the big guns today. Because sometimes there comes a day unlike any other when when an obstacle is too great for any one podcast host to handle by themselves and on that day the event i mean the podcast avengers were born is, is that yom kippur is that is that the event we're talking about no it's life day oh okay <laughs> today we are tackling the state of the marvel cinematic universe and to help me break it all down and and get some uh, perspective on everything, joining me, my right hand man, the the uh, Bucky to my Steve, the uh, I'm trying to think of MCU specific stuff now, <laughs> the Sam to also my Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's the man who keeps the nerd in top nerdy to me commander scott greetings greetings you know something i dove into the other day that uh i find very interesting hmm. so have you ever walked gotten up from wherever you are walked into another room because you wanted to do something but for the life of you you cannot remember why you did that every day every day you know there's a name for that there's a reason for it it's not just because you forgot. It's called the doorway effect. Uh-huh. Apparently, it is. So the way our brains process memory and thought is it's very location and context specific. It does it by associations. And when you get up and you walk through a threshold, <clears throat> excuse me, into another room or another area, your brain actually takes all the information from that other room and it encapsulates it and it stores it because it doesn't need it anymore. Obviously, everything that happened in that room is now in the other room. I just need to know what's going on in this room now, which includes 
the reason for you getting up in the first place. So that's why you can't remember when you get there. Your brain stores it and won't let you have it. It's kind of like Apple in that way. <laughs> well, thank you, Scott. I feel much better about that. What are we doing again? Where are we? <laughs> go, go, go back to where you were. Okay. And, and you'll remember. Yeah, we were discussing Jewish holidays. <laughs> uh, and because this is a day unlike any other, uh, two heroes aren't going to be enough. We've got to call in the big guns. We got to send down our own personal Hulkbuster. We got to bring in Whoa. the Doc. I love it when a plan comes together. That's a great catchphrase, sir. It is. Yeah. Welcome back, Doc. We missed you. It's been a crazy ride, literally and figuratively. <laughs> <sighs> well, thank you for joining us this week. We're glad to have you back. And yeah. We're going to jump into it because uh, if this is your first state of the franchise episode, here's how it works. It's basically broken up into three general segments. What we've gotten recently, what we're getting down the pipeline, and what do we want from the franchise. Uh, to keep this manageable, we're going to limit ourselves with what have we gotten recently, 2019. So we're not starting with Bill Bixby? We are not going back to 2008 or any further. We are just going to take a look at the movies that capped off, pun intended, uh, phase three of the MCU. So we're going to start. We're going to go by release date, too. Uh, so starting with March of 2019, we got Captain Marvel. What did everybody think of Captain Marvel? Because the internet sure did love it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's the internet. The internet yeah. loves everything, don't they? Yeah, sure they do. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it when when I, when I watched it in theaters. You know, mm -hmm. I came out of it, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. But, uh, you know, since it's been out on DVD and, and Disney Plus and everything, I, I've gone back and rewatched it, and I've noticed that that movie does not have a lot of rewatchability. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, at all. I, I go I go back into it and I'm like I, I just don't care I, I don't care uh, they've they've taken uh, Carol Danvers Miss Marvel Warbird whatever you want to mm -hmm. call her binary binary um, <laughs> Carol Danvers but, pick your name here yeah. yes um, but never Captain Marvel until they got really close to the movie I know the started in the comics before the movie but I think it's because I want to say it was come. like 2009 ish because it, it's it's still fairly recent for in the comics even yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, they, they, they greatly overpowered her. I mean, they made her almost Superman level power and mm -hmm. yeah, she's just, they're going to have to nerf her somehow. Otherwise she could just single hand uh -oh. and just do whatever. We'll get to Marvel work. nerfing their characters movie to movie. Don't worry. But, uh, but yeah, she's just way too overpowered and I don't know. Well, the internet, uh, so here's what, for all the movies we've gotten, I'm going to throw out uh, the Rotten Tomato score. And I know the Rotten Tomato score isn't the end-all, be-all of a movie, but it gives you a nice general consensus of what did the critics think about it and what did the audiences generally feel about it. Um, Captain Marvel has a 78% Rotten Tomato score from the critics, a 48 Rotten Tomato score from the fans, and I know it's funny of you who are just, you know, typing away on your keyboards now or shouting at your radio or whatever. 
that's uh that was all the haters online forging a campaign to drag the movie down which kind of really did happen but i think everyone can basically agree captain marvel not the worst mcu movie not necessarily the best mcu movie uh, i give him credit for trying to break up the origin story format uh, marvel really right from the get-go with iron man nailed here's how to do an origin story and we've repeated that a lot in the mcu so i give him give him points for trying to do an origin story but to to break things up and do it a little differently that being said i think that ended up being one of the worst parts of the movie is we meet carol at three different points in her life and by the end of the movie i don't know what carol we have anymore uh, I mean, say what you will about some of the weaker, you know, Marvel movies, but every introductory movie, you can end the movie and I can tell you what the personality of our hero is. At the end of Captain America, um, First Avenger, I can tell you the personality of Steve Rogers. At the end of Iron Man, I can tell you the personality of of Tony Stark and, and Thor and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, Stephen Strange, name your hero. At the end of the origin movie, you can at least, I can at least tell you Here's what the personality of that hero is. Here's kind of what they're about. At the end of Captain Marvel, I don't know. Is she a wisecracking jokester? Is is she the ship-on-her-shoulder soldier? I don't know. Is she all of them put together? I don't know. Uh, So I think that kind of bit them a bit. Uh, Props for trying something different. Uh, There's still plenty of cool things in the movie I appreciate. fucking hate the here's how Nick Fury lost his eye explanation <laughs> <laughs> we could have just never found it and I would have preferred to just never find out what happened just let it be a mystery it would have been way cooler but nope scratched out by an alien cat is it is it sad that I thought the cat was probably one of the most developed characters in that movie <laughs> Yes, the cat. The recurring bit is more developed than our main character. That cat is awesome. I'm looking forward to the sequel. I want to see. I want to see more of the cat. Yeah, I like the cat. All right, then there you go. Our <laughs> our hot take on Captain Marvel. Two thirds of us like the cat. We like the cat. You didn't like the cat? How can you I not like the cat? Fucking hate that cat. Oh, you're moving on. Alien cats. <laughs> moving on. The big one. Um, there's nothing I can say about this movie other than it's freaking Avengers Endgame. Uh, April of 2019. Bam. Uh, Marvel just flopped its massive engorged unit out in theaters and said, boom, here it is. 20-some movies, 10 years, multiple story threads, all woven together into this. Bam, here it is. This nearly three-hour epic that ended the entire first phase of Marvel movies. Bam. Did they nail it? Yes. <laughs> that was that was really convincing. I, like they, they tied up good and they tied up characters mm-hmm. like well. Um I was sad to see some go, but Oh, by the way, we're gonna spoil the fuck. Out of my, uh, the MCU. So any movie that's already been out, we're going to spoil. Yeah. Obviously stuff we haven't seen yet, we can't spoil. 
Uh, and I'll, if there are rumors that are potential spoilers, I'll bring them up. But from now on, just know that if it, the movie's already been out, we're going to spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're not caught up on the MCU, stop listening. So go ahead. Right, here, here we go. I was not sad that Tony Stark died. Right. Uh, like a bunch of other people that apparently cried. Um, it was a fitting end for Tony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, you brought back Gamora. Sort now, of. Not, not the same Gamora, but you brought yep. her back. So I'm not completely sold on the, oh, he's totally gone. Um, I'm not. Well, it's, a, it's a comic book movie. So anybody who wants to come back will figure out a way to bring him back. Right. Um, I thought Cap kind of was a. Uh, As a time traveler, you should be offended by Cap's storyline. I am. Like, (laughs) no, Cap. Your job was to take the stones back, and that's it, and then come back. Mm -hmm. You completely altered history by going on your date. Went off and made your own little pocket universe so you can have your own little sweet dance with Peggy. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of Cap's storyline. You would. It's, yeah, but but keep in mind, I, I came from an era in the comics where you had the time variance authority. If you add them well, in, everything works. Well, seriously, Scott, put a pin in that. We'll come back around to them. Yeah. Anyway, um, that I mean that was good. I like that Thor is, I guess, sort of riding dirty with the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. The uh, Asgardians of the galaxy. Thank you very much. Yeah, yes. I think we uh, all know who the captain is. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought that was cool. I mean, I really enjoyed a lot of it. Uh, the fight scenes were amazing. That you know, hearing Cap finally say "Avengers Assemble." Um, it's the moment I cried. Uh, the the fight on your on like, your left. Yep. Yep. And yep. When Cap and Thor are kind of having that banter about yep, the weight, about and, yeah. Um, like I said, there's just some things in it, and anytime a movie dabbles in time travel, mm-hmm. you're you're really playing with fire. Uh, yeah, and that was I loved what they did with it because it, it basically gave us a clip show greatest hits of the MCU up to that point where we got to kind of. Back to the Future to relive certain time points, um, and yeah, hold on. Okay, um, I loved. We got to kind of go back and relive certain moments. We got to recontextualize some things. You know, like we got to go back in. Uh, Thor got to see his mom again. Which, good lord, if any one of the MCU needed a hug from their mom, it was Thor. Um, so moments like that were fun, but there's 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 also a bunch of okay, we're doing time travel now, so we have to explain our time travel rules. And this is where the whole movie starts to fall apart because the writers had one sense of time travel, and the directors had a different sense of time travel, and they never got together to think things up. And you can tell, just go look up any interviews where people are asking questions about like the plot of the movie. The writers give a different answer from the directors, so it gets a little confusing. Uh, and basically there's that entire sequence when they're talking about, um, going back in time and changing the past doesn't alter your future, blah, 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 which is basically just their, their way of saying, Hey, don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just have fun. Just don't think about it. 
which is basically what I, what I took from this. Okay, we're just not going to think about it. Just going to try really hard not to think about how we're breaking the space-time continuum. Cool. Uh, but it, it gave us so many cool moments. We got to see Tony have a heartfelt conversation with his dad. We got to see Jarvis in real life. Uh, so many cool uh, moments came from that. So I forgive them for their weird, wonky rules of time travel. But uh, the biggest problem the only problem I think we have with Endgame is how do we ever top Endgame? You don't, in a, you in don't a try. In a year full of uh, uh, franchises ending, Game of Thrones final season, Star Wars Episode Nine, the end of the saga, all these things were ending. I think Endgame is the only one that actually nailed the landing. That everyone and can basically look at like, yeah, that was a pretty good ending. I'm not happy with 100% of it, but yeah, that was a pretty good ending. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's one thing I don't like with, with, with sequels is a lot of people try to, how do we do, how do we do that better? How do we do that bigger? How do we, you know, how do we prove on that? Uh, and, and I'm going to cite something that we talked about before uh, is is Daredevil on Netflix. The mm-hmm. hallway fight in season one is great. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's 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 groundbreaking in its technique and its execution. You see, you know, it's just beautiful. And then season two, well, let's just make a bigger and longer one. And we'll use a stairwell. And that's just the most god-awful boring scene I've ever watched in my life because it goes on for freaking ever. So don't try to top it. Just when you get to your, the culmination of your next story, just make a good ending for that story. Don't don't say, oh, well, remember we did Endgame. We got to do it like that. We got to make it that big or bigger. Don't, don't, don't try to go bigger. Just You didn't just like the bigger. hallway fight in Defenders where all four of them get into a fight in the hallway? No, because once again, it's just we, we've done it. Let's just redo <laughs> it again. Um, Fair enough. But when it comes to Endgame... I I love the I don't know I guess you could call it maybe the third act of this movie or whatever but mm-hmm. when they actually get together and they have the plan and, and everything else like that and of course that end fight is just awesome you know it's wonderful you've got yep uh, you've got the 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 big three are going up against Thanos uh, and getting their asses kicked and then Thor with the, the mm. cat picks up the hammer and everything and. Then you've got Cap standing alone against that entire army. That's you know? a great moment. It is. And then the on your left was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avengers Assemble was done very well. Uh, it was good. Everything about that is just great. I have a lot of problems with how we get there, though. <laughs> Don't think about it. And no, no. None of it has to do with the time travel. I'm okay. fine with okay. the time okay. travel. I got no problems with the. Are you upset because you don't know? We still don't know where Rody got a whole new war machine suit. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Where did Rody? Where, where did Rody get a whole new, uh, you know, suit? I, I don't know. Never before seen. A war exactly. Suit. He's just you know he's he's half dead a few minutes ago, and now he's back in a new suit. Um, but uh, no, like that whole act one of five years later and Mm -hmm. everybody's morose and cap is leading a support group and blah, 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 boo hoo us. Oh my dear Lord. I can't stand watching that. I can't stand it. I hate it. I just, I don't like it. I'll give you this. It, uh, what I liked about Endgame is it, it wasn't afraid to 
take risks and change things. And I think you really, as much as they tell you they're two separate movies, you really have to watch Infinity War and Endgame together. Because Infinity War is the roller coaster. It's, hey, everyone's getting together. We're going to have a great big fight. This is going to be cool. And, and Endgame is a breakneck, or sorry, uh, Infinity War moves at a breakneck speed. We're getting people together. We're having lots of cool fights. Cool. And then we lose. And then at the you know the tail end of Infinity War, ties you know dovetails into the beginning of Endgame, and it's living with our loss. Uh, that you know the whole let's go get that son of a bitch at the beginning of Endgame is to be like, oh yeah, hey, we can't just undo it. Like no, we lost, and we got to live with the consequences. Like that, you know, that was the thing. Um, and I appreciate that they let that play out a bit. Uh, sort of, you know, it it. If things don't have weight to them, if they don't have seeming consequences, then there's no stakes. So living in our defeat, granted, yeah, maybe they could have trimmed it back a little bit. It does go on for a little while because um, we know we're going to get to the bigger stuff. Um, but I, I give them props for, for for not just doing the obvious and for letting letting consequences sink in, I guess. Is what I'm well. I mean, so yeah, that whole cap support group could have been cut. I, I, it does nothing to, to to further any of the story. It had a director's cameo. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, I'm saying that's why it's there. Well, it's there for that, and also for him to drop the yeah, I went on a date. Him, hey, look, we have gay characters. Yay us, we're so progressive. And 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 then we get the whole. Uh, Hulk in the diner scene where you got to go through 15, 20 damn minutes of him getting a selfie with fans and an argument with Ant-Man. I don't get that. Why am I watching this for as long as it goes on? Uh, and then I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the whole story arc with Thor either. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like the whole big Lebowski depressed Thor. I'm fine with that to a point. When they start making cheese whiz jokes about Thor, that's where I kind of draw the line. Yeah, uh, but his reasons for going into that depression and in, in, again, props for taking chances and taking risks, uh, and and mad props to Chris Helmsworth for refusing to take off the fat suit because apparently <laughs> in the original draft, when he, he when he gets uh, Mjolnir and, and Stormbreaker again, he goes back to being you know bulk Thor, and he's like, no, 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 no. He's, he's got to work that off so like it was yeah. his decision to stay fat thor um i give him props for that and it, my only problem with that is again when they i'm fine with laughing with thor i am tired of laughing at thor and i feel like there's a couple moments where we kind of drift into that a little but as far as he yeah he's got the way of the world on his shoulders he should have gone for the head he missed he you know, that that's that's he's he is a wreck you look at the loss he's gone through the entire saga up to that point his mom's dead his dad's dead his brother's dead his best friends are dead he lost half his kingdom he lost physically his home he can't go back to it like yeah he's been through the ringer so having no emotional support at all he's gonna go yeah where he went i think yeah i got no problems with with the story arc for the character but Mm -hmm. they they do too much of it it's just too much the the where they have to go recruiting you know and mm-hmm. and he's he's there and we get the 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 whole you know him not you know we don't talk about thanos and and everything else like that and 
them having to bribe him with beer and everything. And then we get back and, you know, they think he's dead. Like you said, the cheese whiz jokes. Yeah. I get that he's not in a good place, but they did too much of it. Now, one thing I loved with, uh, with Endgame was that when Tony does crack time travel and they're using the, the Hank Pym, you know, technology mm-hmm. and going into uh, what should be called, you know, the, the microverse, uh, but they went cheesy and called it the quantum realm in the MCU. Um, uh, I loved, loved the fact that it was a platform. They had the time platform. Oh my dear Lord. That was so awesome. That is like one of the, the best parts of that movie. And no one ever talks about it. It's because you love it because it's some deep seated comic book nerdiness. It's the way the time travel the time machines have always been in Marvel. They're time platforms. Doom and Reed had them. It was awesome. And in DC, the treadmills. That's how it works. Yeah. That I don't know. The cosmic treadmill? Come on. I don't, <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know DC that well. <laughs> That's fine. We'll get into that later. Um, so, yeah, Endgame, Rotten Tomato score, 94% critics, 90% audience, which is kind of weird. Um, but I... I think in general, we were all happy with Endgame. It did what few superhero franchises ever get a chance to do, which is it gave itself an ending. Not to say the whole book is closed. Obviously, it's not. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, But up to that point, it closed off storylines. It gave people endings and, and finales. And it felt like everything was building towards something. It felt like, okay... This whole ride has, you know, this era of Marvel has now come to an end. And that's something you rarely ever get to do with a genre like that. I mean, usually it's we keep making movies till they stop making money. And then at that point, we've beaten the dead horse and kicked it a couple more times just to be sure. And people are done with it. Uh, or you get that one massive flop that just you can't recover from. You know, your, your Spider-Man 3s or your Batman and Robins. You never get to see them, you know, studio on their own volition closing off stories and ending characters so that was cool to see yeah overall though i i I think as a whole as as a movie as a whole uh infinity war is a better movie um again it's the roller coaster yeah 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 it's it is a better movie just overall this this movie has some pacing problems and some things they shoehorn in but yeah love the time travel Love the, the the end fight, and I like the the the, the wrapping up of Cap's storyline. I was Fair happy enough. with it. Doc, you're being quiet. So, no, I was just listening. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, well, then. Okay. I, I was gonna say I, I gave my piece on it, okay. so I. But I'm just well, disappointed then, that... that Scott is okay with Cap's story ending the way it did. Uh, I mean, you know, he, he gets the love of his life. He gets his happy ending. Uh, I he, will say this. He he does come back, Jay. So but, whatever, but, whatever pocket time reality he made, he presumably closed it off. So. But he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Sure he did. The one guy who's like super soldier, follow the rules. I have to do this. The one guy that could do it. It's like, nah, I'm not going to come back. His job was to return the gen- the stones and then come back. He never his came job back. was to return he the did. stones. Once that was done, he was free to make his own choices. 
No, he he did. Scott's right. He he did return the stones. He did his job. And the whole he's the guy that always does what you're supposed to do. That's his entire arc. Is he goes from being that blindly following orders, Captain America, yes sir, through his arc in the MCU to being someone who thinks and fights for themselves. So, like that that that's the the whole deal with him fighting his younger self and being annoyed by how <laughs> gung ho his older self is. Yeah. I can do this all day. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um that and also one other thing while we're on, you know, the subject <laughs> of character arcs and characters mm-hmm. being finished. Mm-hmm. Uh cuz uh the the whole death of Tony thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's good, you know. He, he, it starts with him and ends. You know, we wrap it up with him sacrificing himself because that that leads us back to, uh, you know, uh, his argument with Cap in the first Avengers about him not being the one to do the sacrifice play, which mm-hmm. which we get a little bit of that with, you know, of course, with him and the, the missile in that same movie. But right, um, but in this one, I cannot stand that I am Iron Man line when he snaps. I don't like it. And I don't I like, like the line. I don't like the delivery. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. that, yeah. Because it's like, and I am. <sighs> Stop breathing. Say something. You got to <laughs> give the know. audience time to shout it at the screen, Scott. Okay, two seconds. That's not that's ten. Exa- no, that, that is ex- the 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 slow delivery of that line is just so the audience can go. Oh, he's gonna say the thing. He's gonna say he said the thing. That's that's you know, yeah, it's a great line. I enjoy that line, especially for that character. Yeah, but his delivery of it is like, yeah, we know what you're gonna say. Yeah, it's okay. it Reminds me of the the really bad. I am gone. Yeah, we know. Let's go. Because uh, my... you can do the thing. Don't do the thing. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's a callback to our last episode. Go anyway, ahead. My my only other hang up is um at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um. The, the kid, like, <laughs> if you yeah, don't, came out like, of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, oh hey, here's the kid, and it's like, uh, like Marvel. Okay. We all actively tried to forget about Iron Man three. So could you stop shoving I, it in our faces, please? I didn't. I love it. Yeah, I know you did because you're Scott. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. All right. Shifting gears, swinging on to Spider Man: Far From Home, which was the denouement. Of the phase three, the epilogue of phase three, I guess you could say it uh, directly dealt with the fallout and uh, everyone who had been snapped away suddenly coming back. And um, yeah, I like Mysterio. It was was a good photocopy of Homecoming. Mysterio was good. Uh, it, my problem with that is it's probably sort of what Scott had is is once you have the heel turn from Mysterio, which again, if you've ever seen the cartoon or read a comic, you know what's coming. Once we get to that, and we can just enjoy Mysterio being the villain, not playing the hero, it's a great Spider-Man Mysterio movie. The uh, the trippy visuals when he's he's attacking Spider-Man are great. I love the way they found a way to modernize and tech up uh, Mysterio's powers a little bit uh, so he's not literally smoking mirrors. Uh, they did a great job with the casting. I loved all of that. What I could have done with a lot less of is all of the we have to cram in the entire epilogue for Phase 3 into one Spider-Man movie. 
Like, literally everywhere he goes, he's being haunted by Tony Stark. And Tony Stark, even though he's dead, is still a major character in the Spider-Man movie. And once again, just like with Homecoming, I am so fucking done with the Iron Man Jr. storyline they are trying to cram into this Spider-Man. And do not tell me it's from the Ultimate Universe, because no, it's not. It's it's a disservice to Peter and to Spider-Man that they keep shoehorning in this he wants to be Iron Man thing. They yeah, really I, I doubled think, down on it in this movie. Sorry. Um, I really think Tom Holland would do well in a Spider-Man movie if he ever actually gets to make one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I liked parts of the first one. You know, of course, uh, the Vulture is great. The fact that yep. you finally get damage control made me just extremely yes. happy. Um, and, and everything, but that movie has less to do about Spider-Man and more to do about the spider suit. Hmm. You know, and then this one, we literally take him out of the country and out of costume. And hey, welcome to Night Monkey, the movie. What? No, we got to sell action figures, man. And uh, and like you said, the, the whole Mysterio trying to be a good guy thing lasted way too long because anybody who's well, I would say over half of your your audience. Yeah, we know he's the villain. We, we get it. It's Mysterio. He's part of the Sinister Six. He's been a Spider-Man villain since the 60s. We, we understand. Love Google Mysterio. Mysterio. You'll find out what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love how they, you know, I love how they did it. Although, yeah. although one of my favorite things, and if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it, is the how it should have ended for Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And they, they present a number of different different scenarios on how it should have ended. But my favorite is when he's in the bar. And he puts on the glasses to to encode them to uh, Quentin Beck. Yep. And as soon as he puts the glasses on, like literally the glasses identify Quentin Beck, former Stark employee. And then it goes around the room <laughs> and the glasses identify all the former Stark employees and why they were fired. And Peter's like, hey, I don't think I should give you these. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, love that how it should have ended. Now, the the. The second act and in the third act are pretty good in that movie. Um, yeah. But like you said, like we've gotten two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, and I feel like we still haven't gotten a quintessential Spider-Man movie out of Tom Holland or that universe yet, because they keep trying to cram in more MCU stuff into Spider-Man. And again, what makes him Spider-Man isn't the fucking suit. It's that yeah. he has superpowers. He's yeah. Spider-Man. In all honesty, the, the, the best that we've seen him as Spider-Man is uh, uh, fighting uh, on the ground there in New York in uh, uh, Infinity yeah. War before going yep. to space. That was that was awesome, Spider Man. At, at, at the end, at the very end of this movie, we get to see Spider Man in New York web slinging because they keep trying to take Spider Man out of New York, which pisses me off. He goes on a field trip to DC, and the last one he goes on an extended. Uh, European vacation and this one, and I'm like, can you just leave him in New York? Because it's kind of a quintessential part of being Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. And and the 30 seconds of web slinging in New York we got was awesome, and it culminated with I think we we will all agree is the best part of that entire movie. J.K. Simmons coming back as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, God, yes, that's the only risk. That's the main thing that's got me excited for a third one. Is if he's not actually in a third one, I'm gonna be pissed. We all are. We all what, will be. 
What I wasn't a fan of, though, was the revealing of his secret identity. Yeah, um, they're going to have to walk that back hard because I know the MCU doesn't care about secret identities, but that is, again, a quintessential part of what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. So, And it's there's plenty of instances in the comics where someone's tried to out Spider-Man as being somebody. So I'm more interested in how they'll play that out. <clears throat> Um, well, they did the same thing in the comics after he partnered with uh, with Stark and got the Iron Spider Iron Spider uh, armor. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, think it's t- going to have Mephisto change reality. Tony, well, I don't think they're going to have Mephisto <laughs> come in because we haven't had Mephisto introduced yet in the MCU. Though I'm still optimistic. Um, but uh, but yeah, they they had to do the same thing in in that one. You know when yep. when he added himself there, they had to retcon that and bring it back because I don't think it it really works that well either. Yeah, and it was a retcon that almost broke the character. So <clears throat> yeah, look uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, look up one more day, Spider Man, and uh, yeah, oh hey, my god, it was bad. Spidey survived the Clone Saga. All right, that character <laughs> is Teflon. <laughs> he is, but. Oh, doozy. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, uh, me and Scott in general, not super happy with the MCU Spider-Man. Not because it's it's bad, it's because it's not really Spider-Man yet. They keep doing this Iron Man Jr. thing with them. Uh, so now hopefully, like, I let it slide in the first movie because, okay, fine. They, they, they shoehorned that relationship in to get him into to Civil War. Okay, cool. <laughs> We had what I thought was the logical conclusion of that in the end of Homecoming, which is he took away the suit and he still beat the villain without the suit. So I guess I don't really need the suit. And then Tony tries to give him an even shinier suit and he says, no, I'm good. And then the next movie, he's like, no, give me the shiny suit. I want the shiny suit again. Uh, And in this one, he's making his own shiny suit. Like, it's not about the suit. But I get it. Marvel, he got to sell toys. Um, So hopefully we're done with that bullshit and we can get down to just Spider-Man being Spider-Man in New York. That'd be awesome. Uh, so that is the end of phase three, which is a very big phase. I think the <laughs> phase one and two are all like five or six movies. Phase three is like 11. It's crazy. Um, so that is where the MCU currently sits. Uh, we are five years ahead of real time because we did that weird time jump thing and we reversed the snap. Uh, Cap is gone. Tony's gone. Yeah, Thor's off hanging out with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So the Avengers are essentially no more at this point. Uh, but we beat Thanos, so go us. Yep, the Avengers in some new form will have to be reassembled. So that brings us to Section 2, which is going to be the longest, and I apologize. I will try to burn through these fairly quickly. Because there is a lot of them. Uh, And I've broken these up into two distinct categories. There's what we're getting movies and what we're getting Disney+. Uh, And they are kind of interwoven. uh, At least they're intended to be interwoven. Certain series will lead into certain movies and whatnot. So we'll touch on that. We'll get to that. But to keep my sanity, here we go. The movie we should be talking about because it was supposed to already be in theaters right now. But it's not. Currently set for November 6, 2020. Cross your fingers. Black Widow finally getting her own movie. After, after we she's killed dead. her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously this is set uh, between Civil War and Infinity War. When Black Widow is still alive. Um, 
Are you guys excited for this, or is this too little too late? No. To which part? Not excited. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a, Looks like it is going to be a good movie. It's from Marvel, mm-hmm. so it should be a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I would have rather had this in between Infinity War and Endgame, or before Infinity War, or at some point of relevance where Black right. Widow was not dead. So... That's where I sit. Well, I'll tell you what does get me excited for this movie. Uh, any movie where we expand the Marvel Universe, I'm happy. And in Black Widow, and to a lesser extent, Hawkeye, kind of embody the super spy, assassin, espionage, Jason Bourne-ish corner of the Marvel Universe, which we really haven't dove into very much. Uh, Cap dips toe in it. Um, but it's the world they live in. So I'm I'm glad to see we're expanding that. And if for no other reason than to see my boy, David Harbour, as Red Guardian, I am excited for this movie. Uh, he looks like he is just chewing the scenery and having a great time. And I cannot wait to see old man Russian Cap as played by David Harbour. Uh, and, and, and the whole, this life she left behind to become an Avenger. It all seems interesting. But you're right, Jay. This would have been more interesting if these characters could have come in and had some kind of weight on the MCU going forward, which is kind of, we're kind of spoiled because we're used to every movie kind of introducing something that could then play out down the road. Every every movie is a building block to like the next thing potentially. Um, and I think a lot of people are assuming that because this is set before Endgame that it won't have any bearing on future events and i don't think marvel would do that i think they've got something up their sleeve with this movie and they're playing it close to the chest because they don't want us to know what it is but i've got theories could introduce the next big bad well i i really hope taskmaster is not a one and done villain um marvel has gotten much better with their villains lately uh in fact i would say the villains are the best part of their spider-man movies uh, so hopefully we're not done with Taskmaster after one movie. I know Scott is excited to see Taskmaster as well. Yeah, Taskmaster is one of my favorite villains in the comics. Uh, also looking forward, like you, to seeing David Harbour as, as Red Guardian, because um, I think that's just going to be fun. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, very much looking forward to uh, to Taskmaster. Um, and I really, really hope that he's not just a good fighter, you know that we actually see him use his powers and adapt his fighting style while fighting somebody. We've gotten some glimpses of that in the trailers. Um, There's footage of him watching fight footage of Avengers fights. Mm. Um, And there's someone did a great like shot by shot, side by side thing of him doing different fight stances from different Avengers. Yeah. Uh, He's he's doing a Spider-Man pose. He's doing a, uh, uh, Black Panther uh, fight pose, uh, using the bow and arrow, obviously, as a direct tie to, to Hawkeye. Because presumably, we'll find out what the hell happened to Budapest in this movie. Uh, if not, waste of a movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think they're not... They're, I, don't, I don't think they'll ignore that, Scott. I think they will, they will MCU it up a little bit, but I think we'll see that general idea. Which is um, which is fine because the MC the MCU has a has done a really good job 
of making characters and, and things that I didn't care for in the comics interesting on screen. Um, specifically the Falcon, uh, Scarlet Witch, and uh, Black Panther. Redbird with Falcon is one of the things that I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Because Red, literally in the comics, it's a Falcon that has yeah. a telepathic link to Sam. Yeah. Redwing. And in the MCU, it's a drone. Yep. <laughs> yep. That um, is a much easier pill to swallow. Yeah. I'm not thinking that thing. Go ahead, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so, again, I don't think Marvel would do this just because, well, we want to get a Black Widow movie out there. And it'll be like an in-between cool movie. I don't think they would do a movie that's a one-and-done, self-contained, doesn't tie into anything else. So the one obvious thread is that this is going to introduce a new Black Widow, which would not be unprecedented. Natasha Romanoff is not the only Black Widow in the comics. Um, and uh, Florence Pugh is playing a character who's described as Nat- Natalie's sister. Uh, I don't think it's a blood sister, but someone else has gone through the Red Room programming like she has. So the obvious decision is she's going to become the new Black Widow. I'm not opposed to that necessarily. I don't think it's quite what's going to happen, though. Uh, the other thing, we know they're kicking around because Captain Marvel, set in the 90s, introduced the Skrulls. So we now know the Skrulls have been on Earth and active in the, whatever you want to call it, superhuman community since the 90s. Is somebody going to be revealed to be a Skrull at the end of Black Widow? The obvious yeah. answer, and I hope they don't do this, but they could, is that the Natalie we saw die in Endgame was really a scroll. I don't think they'll do that. It's a pretty hard retcon. I don't think they'd, they'd take the legs out of her sacrifice in Endgame like that, but it's possible. If they did, they would be wrong to reveal it here. Okay. If if what we suspect is true and we'll get into where we're going mm-hmm. uh, when we get to that, that point, you know, um, but if what we suspect is true, where they're going, it would be best mm-hmm. to reveal it then. Okay. Put a pin in that. Just like your time displacement agents or whatever you call them. The TVA man. It's the TVA. Yeah, those guys. Again, put a pin in that. We're coming, we're coming, we're coming to them. Uh, so black widow, Again, as of the time of this recording, scheduled for release November 6, 2020, we did an episode a few weeks ago about what movies are coming out in the theaters when theaters open back up. And then not only did theaters not open back up, but half those movies got to release dates changed like 24 hours after we did that episode. So all the dates I'm about to give you, take with a grain of salt. Uh, at the time that this episode was recorded, this is the most current release information I could find um but it's 2020 man so god knows what's gonna happen uh so anything else to say about black widow nope all right moving on the one i know you're all waiting for february 12th 2021 guys the eternals um guys yep guys huh I think that genuinely sums up most of the fan base's reaction to the Eternals. Yeah, there's there's way too much else in the the, the Marvel universe that can be explored and needs to be explored than the uh, Eternals. They um, are an immortal alien race living among the Asgardians, um, who may or may not be the basis for certain mythologies like the Asgardians. 
Uh, but this one has Angelina Jolie. Eh. Okay. okay. Uh, honestly, yeah. And honestly, if you're going to do other alien races that are living mm-hmm. on Earth that could be, you know, the basis for a gods, you know, give me the uh, the Greek gods so I can get Hercules. And God, we'll bring yes. Hercules as an Avenger. I want Hercules and Thor having like a bro fight and then getting beers and starting a bar fight. I'll get yes. to that later. I'll get to that. Well, well, Put another with, pin in Hercules, because we'll, we'll circle back to Hercules. I'm so, not kidding. We'll circle okay. back to Hercules. So, so Hercules <laughs> with Thor and uh, uh, what's his name? The 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 Doctor Selvig. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Drink. We fought. Make our ancestors proud. <laughs> yes. That's there. You go, Marvel. That's that better happen at some point. Uh, yeah. A lot of so here's the thing: the Eternals are not a very well known. Uh, group in in marvel even amongst comic book fans the only thing i can compare this to is this is very much a guardians of the galaxy when marvel first announced guardians of the galaxy even the hardcore comic fans were like who or at best those guys uh in fact the movie openly made fun of that and the the star lord says you might know me by another name star lord and they go who yeah that was an open yeah yeah we get it we get it you don't know who these people are at all but that's okay we're gonna make you love them and in the course of one movie guardians went from being uh i have no idea who these people are to being household names uh so if anybody can make us give a shit about the eternals it's marvel um jay i've got one hook that might get you in okay boy kit harrington aka Jon snow will be introduced to the MCU in the Eternals, playing the character of the Black Knight. Ah, uh, the Black Knight. Maybe. If you don't know Black Knight, Google him. He's badass. Uh, he's he's essentially... How do you quickly describe Black Black Knight is like a medieval knight from the time of King Arthur, but nowadays uh, he's got a magic sword. Uh, and armor. At one point, he had a flying horse. Uh, it depends he, on which version of the Black Knight you're talking. This about. is this it's, is it's the um, 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 Dane Whitman, mm, which I yeah. think is the third incarnation of the character in the comics. Because he was a good guy, and then he was a bad guy, and then he was a good guy again. And they retconned it to those all being three different people. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I I find that very. Very interesting, because so his his brother is the Grim Reaper, right? I think so. Yeah. So his brother, actually, and we'll get to this, but his brother plays an, an interesting role in the uh, the the source material, the source book that um, some of what WandaVision is coming from. Okay. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, the Black Knights cool with all these characters being introduced and we know we have to have a new avengers at some point why do i get the feeling that they're putting together the west coast avengers i'm not opposed to that mm. i mean yeah what about the great lakes avengers can we get those uh we're not we're not that'll be a phase that'll be the next phase after this one when we're really scraping the barrel for sure <laughs> um <laughs> so again th- this started filming back in july of 2019 i believe it's in post-production now so as far as i know if there are theaters to be opened in february of 2021 it will be the release date um so there you go the eternals we're all a little confused uh but you never know it's marvel and if anybody can surprise us it's marvel because no one knew who the fuck groot or rocket raccoon were 
until Guardians won, and now they are literally household names. Well, as well as they did with Guardians, they did try and pretty much fail twice to give us the Inhumans as a good version. Hold on. Hold on. That was a separate wing of Marvel. You cannot fault Kevin Feige for that. That was... that was. I can't. You're right. Marvel TV, and he had fuck all to do with that. Okay. <laughs> you're right. I mean, I, I can't fault him for it, but... Just waiting for more to come. Okay, yeah. moving on. We got lots to cover. So, uh, currently scheduled for May 7th, 2021, Shang-Chi... Yeah, no one cares. And uh, The Legend yeah. of the Ten Rings. I got you there, huh? Now you're interested. Nope. Well, you should be, Jay. <laughs> uh, so, Shang-Chi, admittedly not an A-list character, even in the comic book universe. Um, but this this got fast-tracked. Marvel really wants to amp up their diversity in the phase going forward. Uh, for further details, look at the cast of the Eternals. Uh, but Shang-Chi will be the first Asian-led uh, superhero franchise from them. Uh, it's already started filming. Uh, the big thing that hooks is going to hook longtime MCU fans, not necessarily Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is a cool character. I don't mean to disparage him, but he, like the Eternals and like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy were before their movie came out, he's a lesser known character, which can be a good thing because if you take a character that is lesser known, you get more freedom to play with and change that character and rework them into something audiences will enjoy for further details look at blade um but what's going to really hook people in is the 10 rings aspect of it now if you think back to iron man one the 10 rings is the terrorist organization that kidnapped tony and was working with Ironmonger. They're the guys that backed Whiplash to get him to Monte Carlo. They're the guys who tried to buy the um, Ant-Man tech off of whatever the bad guy's name was in Ant-Man 1. Because uh, that's how memorable that villain was. Uh, <laughs> they've been in the background of the MCU for a long time. And if you're an Uber fan, you watched the Hail to the King Marvel short. Sorry, Marvel one shot. Where we found out that the Mandarin from Iron Man 3... Trevor Slattery, not the real Mandarin. That was a dangling plot thread for a very long time. This movie is bringing it back. We are getting not only the Ten Rings, but we are going to meet the real Mandarin in this movie. Well, all I know is with them bringing the Mandarin in, the real Mandarin. Yes. Um we have got to get, they've got to use this to somehow further the Iron Man character. I know Tony's dead, but the armor, the tech, because I'm sorry, if you if you bring me the Mandarin without any Iron Man tie-in at all, I'm going to be pissed. I think they're going to downplay that. I, I think they mean, you know, the, the... I'm not saying we won't see any of that, but I, I feel like the way they're going, from what I've heard, I feel like they're trying to shy away from that. I, they'll definitely play up the connections because it ties it into phase one stuff and people love that. Hey, nostalgia. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a major plot through. 
Um, you know, we might see like the pieces of his his uh, Mark One suit that they recovered from the desert, like hanging in a trophy room in the Mandarin's lair or something like that. But I don't think we'll see anything major. Uh, however, what does get me excited is the rumored plot for this movie. Is that Shang Chi is recruited to represent the Ten Rings in a Mortal Kombat style fighting tournament featuring fighters from all across the Marvel universe. Remember when I said put a pen in Hercules? So it's Bloodsport, the Marvel version. Yes, and I freaking love that. Okay. Uh, I think it's a cool idea. I think it's a great way to introduce fun characters and have cool MCU cameos. The name dropped by the the person who was leaking the the plot um, was Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Now I'm all Definitely. for getting my Beta Ray Bill. I'm not sure this is the movie I want to see it in, but I'm all for getting my Beta Ray Bill on. Um, but no, Marvel's going to have so Marvel is very much in this phase. In Phase Four, we're very much rebuilding. Um. To, to borrow a line from Tony and Iron Man Two, we're we're back to hardware or something like that. We're we're back to building our universe back up again. Mm-hmm. So we are establishing lots of new characters, and this is a cool way to bring in a new recurring bad guy, being the Mandarin. Um, provided they don't kill him off, and sure. and cool way to hype up the new character and get lots of cool action and work in lots of crazy cameos that we can build off of later or forget they ever happened depending on audience reaction to them um but i think it's cool to see marvel not just ignoring plot threads from the earlier phase of the movie and in this case particularly retconning what was maybe one of their biggest missteps with the fans with the bait and switch of the mandarin I just have one question. Yes. Is the Mandarin in this movie going to be played by Ben Kingsley? No. No. Uh, they've announced the actor. I didn't write down the name because I'm bad at my job. Uh, Tony Chiu Y. Leon. Yeah, him. Uh-oh. Yeah, no idea. I don't. I'm, there's nothing I've ever seen him in before. Because that would have been the greatest switch, double switch switch back that that would be really annoying plot twist twist no uh people were pissed off enough that they cast ben kingsley to play a character called the mandarin so (laughs) a character who has always been asian i don't think marvel's gonna make that mistake again uh but no lots of potential here shang chi is again a cool character and he's he's one of those characters where he's he's very much a c-list character so marvel can kind of reinvent him a bit and not get a lot of pushback from fans which is good to see so Mm. all right moving on uh currently scheduled for november 5th 2021 the untitled spider-man 3 spider-man 3 3 the third Spider-Man three. Spider-Man, Spider-Man three. What do you? What's Spider-Man name? three? I'm going home, far from home. No, 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 no. It's Spider-Man three, Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey. Okay. Spider-Man three, staying the fuck home. Uh, um, no. <laughs> Spider-Man three, home is where the heart is. There you go. There it is. <laughs> Nailed it. Um. <laughs> 
Not much known about this. Obviously, we're presuming it will pick up the plot thread left by uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. We know Tom Holland is returning. Uh, This movie almost did not happen. The licensing... So, Spider-Man's in a weird shared custody, basically, between Sony and Marvel. Marvel owns the character for pretty much everything except movies. Sony, Lock, Stock, and Barrel owns Spider-Man as far as movies go. They had a partnership deal in order to get Spidey into the MCU after the Amazing Spider-Man franchise flopped hard after the second movie. Um, It was a licensing deal Sony was not happy with. Sony got all of the box office from the movies, uh, which is why if you look at like box office reports, the Spider-Man movies are reported as Sony, not as Disney. Um, But Marvel got merchandising and they merchandising on the yeah which is again why we had to put spidey in three different outfits in every movie because we gotta sell those action figures because that's how marvel's getting their money um so that deal ran up after i believe endgame uh the, the number of pictures that they had agreed to let spidey appear in the mcu had run up they were renegotiating things did not go well talks broke down at one point spidey was done and out and then apparently a drunken phone call at the last minute from tom holland i'm not making that up you can google it uh put things back on track so we currently are going to get spidey twice more in the mcu under this current agreement we will get one more spider-man standalone movie to finish off that trilogy and spidey gets one more appearance in a mcu movie that isn't his own movie and after that we're back to the negotiating table again to try to keep spidey in the mcu so other than this movie i don't think you're gonna see a whole lot of spidey unless they really work something out because uh sony's playing it close to the vest uh, they do. They are not going to give up this character. It is is the cash cow of Sony right now, uh, and I hate that we're talking so much about behind the scenes stuff with Spidey right now. But you, you can't not. Um, so this could very well be the last Tom Holland Spider Man standalone movie. So far, the only the only thing that kind of saddens me about Tom Holland eventually leaving the MCU. Mm-hmm is I've enjoyed the characterizations that we've gotten on screen of the Vulture and Mysterio so much that depending on what villain they go with, if they continue that trend, let's say they do continue that trend, the next Spidey villain we get is just really well cast, just really well presented, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, say it's Doc Ock or somebody. Um, Can be hard to beat Alfred Molina, but, you Mm -hmm. know, they got a good track record. Not impossible. the thing, because once you get to that point, you would be three movies into building one of the most awesome Sinister Six Spidey movies ever with all those characters. Yeah. Uh, love it or hate it, they've done a really good job at his first, and I don't want to see that tossed away. I really hope cooler heads can prevail and Disney can just can bite the bullet um, and and play ball with Sony. Um, to keep this character going because yes, I would love to see <clears throat> we've already gotten <clears throat> an introduction to Scorpion, even though he hasn't gone full out Scorpion yet. We've gotten 
Vulture and, and Mysterio. Keep this going. This will be awesome. Um, and a, a Sinister Six movie would make bank. It would be a Avengers of Spider-Man, basically. <clears throat> and it's something we still haven't seen at all, which I will get to later. We've still yet to see, after all these movies, we've yet to see a villain team up. Other than we maybe one or two villains getting together. Uh, we have yet to see an actual villain team, which is kind of a staple of comic books. So put a pin in that. We'll come back to it later. But uh, so everyone's back for this one. Presumably we think we know where the story's going. Um, and it has a release date. It doesn't have a title or anything yet. So that's what we know about Untitled Spider-Man 3. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, here we go. The one I can't wait, but I'm also afraid of. February 11th, 2022. Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, look, Thor Ragnarok was iffy. That movie deconstructed and rebuilt a brand new Thor. And for the most part, it worked gangbusters. Thor went from being the character people didn't really care about to being like, oh my god, Thor's fun. I love Thor. More Thor. So for that, I thank Taika Waititi, uh, who is returning to direct this movie. Um, that being said, I like Thor where he's at. I don't want to see him fiddled with a whole lot, so I'm a little nervous because this one's going to be doing a whole lot of fiddling because Natalie Portman is back as Jane Foster, specifically Jane Foster with Mjolnir from the comics cool uh this was a very controversial story when it happened uh it was written by jason aaron in the comics where jane wields the hammer and becomes the new thor uh obviously it's not going to be verbatim from the comics it's going to be an adaptation of that uh i'm happy because apparently it means we're going to reforge uh mjolnir which should have happened a while ago i'm all for that i'm all for expanding my thor universe i'm all for thor and Jane Thor and my boy Beta Ray Bill and Thunderstrike and the whole Thor core. Do it. If anybody can do it, it's Taika Waititi. Um, I have faith in him, but I'm a little nervous because as much as I love Thor Ragnarok, I have some major gripes with Thor Ragnarok, like just killing off the Warriors 3 haphazardly. Um, no word on if Lady Sif's coming back for this movie or not, or if we just forgot she existed. But. What do you guys think? Where do you want to see Thor go? Well, I'm just I'm confused because right now he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So how are they going to fold that as, in as Guardians of the Galaxy? Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are, but like, so originally Guardians three was going to come out first, and then the whole snafu with that happened. Um, so. I think we'll see at the beginning of this Thor will be off in space with the Asgardians and something will call him home. Um, presumably something to do with Mjolnir. Um, so yeah, it, it has been all but confirmed that the Guardians will make a cameo appearance in this movie. Because presumably, again, like you said, Jay, Thor ran off with them at the end of Endgame. So I don't know how big of a part they'll have in it. Uh, Korg and Meek are also going to be back in it. Um, Valkyrie is also back in it, so we're, we're building out our cast uh, of characters around Thor, and we're, again, we're getting a whole new Thor. So, lots going on. But Taika Waititi is is 
crazy and I love him. So I'm willing to see where he goes with it. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big Thor standalone fan, even in the comics. I like mm-hmm. him as part of the Avengers. Uh, that being said, the first Thor loved it. It was great. Second Fantastic. Thor was, second Thor was, eh. it's there. The third Thor, I keep falling asleep through it. I don't think I've ever actually stayed awake all the way through that movie. Wow. Okay. Um, but, and it's the middle part of that movie. I don't know. There, there was, there was a lot of that, uh, that, that, that pull back humor stuff in Thor three. That I yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for this movie and there's only one reason that I'm excited to see this movie and I will go see this movie is that is we're getting more Korg. I want more Korg. I want Korg to have his own movie. I love Stranger Korg. things have happened. I love Korg. He's awesome. He was the best part of that whole scene in uh, uh, Endgame. <laughs> Thor, Thor, Fortnite. He's, he's, the kid's back on again, Thor. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's look, it seems like they're throwing a lot at the wall here. See what sticks. We've got plenty of time until this comes out again. And right now it's scheduled for 2022. It may very well get bumped a year to 2023 with all that's going on right now. Um, but again, I am thrilled with about 90% of, of Thor Ragnarok and what they did with the character. And I love the arc that they gave Thor starting in Ragnarok running through Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, they finally took Thor and gave him some attention and gave him like, some character and some personality, gave him an arc. They let Chris Hemsworth have fun with the character and take ownership of the character. Uh, let him stop dying his eyebrows. That's a thing. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, I'm excited that Thor finally, for the most part, got uh, some attention and some TLC because he needed it. Uh, he's my favorite character. I understand he's not everyone's favorite character, but I think Ragnarok did a lot to make that more entertaining and make people really like Thor again. But you're right, Scott. There's a lot of cut the legs out from under humor in that movie. And I'm fine with that to a point, but that movie felt like it was afraid to ever have a serious moment ever. Because every time we get real and start having, you know, actual dialogue about consequences and things, we undercut it with a joke. And I hope we see less of that uh going forward, but we'll see. <laughs> so the last one, Scott, I know you're going to be thrilled about this. March 25th, 2022, as of right now, <clears throat> directed by Sam frickin' Raimi, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I don't know much about it. I know nope. it's going to... I know it's... Of course, nobody knows much about it. But... Um, <laughs> I told you about all we know. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, uh, Elizabeth Olsen is credited for the movie as as Wanda Maximoff. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that um, uh, the events of WandaVision are going to tie directly into this, or this is going to tie directly back into that. Um, That's what we're told, yep. Yep, and I'm pretty sure they are going to do their version of the No More Mutants concept where Wanda breaks the universe, uh, trying to bring vision back. Okay. Um, so yeah. And of course, once you start messing with reality on that level, uh, unless he's just busy elsewhere, cause that happens a lot in the, the Marvel universe, 
uh, Doc Strange is going to come knocking at your door and he's going to be like, bro, what the fuck? Yep. Uh, I'm I'm excited to finally get more Doctor Strange because I feel like he's a character who was kind of underserved in in the previous phase of Marvel. Um, but there's so much you can do with that character. Uh, there is. I'm, I'm amazed that Sam Raimi is coming back to do a superhero movie, and this is a perfect one for him to do. Uh, this is billed as Marvel's first horror movie, and I can't think of a better person to hit that perfect tone of slapstick yet also scary that Marvel likes to do than Sam Raimi. So, yeah, we don't know a lot, but I'm excited for what we do now. Uh, I'm just also really curious when we finally get to see the movie to see what uh, Bruce Campbell's cameo is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn it. I had something for this. Um, uh, no, not Dormammu. The other Doctor Strange film. I failed you. I'm sorry. I don't think he would be a villain. Clearly, he needs to be a previous incarnation of the Ancient One, bald and uh, wearing a uh, um, kimono. <laughs> Meditating on a mountain to help Stephen Strange at some point in the movie. Or we could uh-huh. revisit his Elvis from Bubba, Bubba Hotep before going there through you multiverses. Go. That would be a good one. I'm not sure Marvel owns that particular multiverse, but hey. You well, they, don't, they, they don't have to own it to put him in costume. You're right. You are right. Uh, I Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but those, that is a very good question. Uh, and of course, if Bruce Campbell doesn't have a cameo, we don't go see the movie. So I don't know if we go that far. We don't go see the movie if there isn't uh, the, the uh, Bruce Campbell cameo and a Ted Raimi cameo somewhere as a creature getting killed at the 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 what is it the eighty seven or seventy eight Delta isn't in there somewhere. I call it shenanigans. Eighty eight Delta. Yeah, the eighty eight Delta is not there. I call it shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'd like to see that too because we need more Doctor Strange. We do. I think he's uh, and that's that's one thing I really want to take away. Uh, and we'll get to this a little bit, but like there are a lot of different corners of the MCU to play in, and really want to see us explore some of those. Uh, so that's it for movies. Uh, but in case you're living under a rock, Disney now has its own streaming service, and. What would they would be remiss if they did not put some streaming content of their one of their biggest, if not their biggest, uh, uh, flagship properties? We already got the Mandalorian for Star Wars. We were supposed to get this year Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, as of I believe this week, has now been pushed to 2021. Uh, but we will be getting a six episode series about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and presumably Sam transitioning to becoming the new cap uh we know we also has the return of baron zemo and sharon carter and we'll be seeing wyatt russell son of kurt russell as u.s agent so lots of cool stuff going on there yeah 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 this movie is going to be not movie sorry this series is going to be a little bit all over the place when it comes to uh the minutiae of captain Mm -hmm. america i guess you could call it uh, you know all the 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 little things that happened. That was the salt and pepper that was sprinkled around the 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 comic career of Captain America throughout his run. 
uh, and everything that wasn't the main stuff we needed to see Cap do. But I really hope we do get some kind of a Chris Evans cameo actually in the series somewhere. Nope. nope. Well, damn it, I nope. still want it. Uh, no, I don't look. If characters are gone, let them be gone. I don't. I already know we're getting a Tony Stark cameo in in Black Widow, and I'm like, why? Like we just lost the character. Stop bringing him back already. And yeah, I really don't want to see Chris Evans in this one because the whole heart of this is he's gone now. He's done. I'm supposed to be capped now. How do I do that? And the the government isn't even backing me. The government wants this guy to be the new cap. Um, and it's it's very much it reminds me of uh, the storyline who will wield the shield, which is fun to say. Yeah. Um, fighting over. Not necessarily, you know, Cap's stuff, but fighting for the soul of what it is to be Captain America. I think that makes interesting storylines, especially with Bucky at his back. Um, that'll be interesting. Because you could play maybe Bucky isn't so cool with Sam getting the shield, not him. I don't know. I, I don't right. know. Um, All right. Uh, Without knowing more, you know, uh, I don't know what we're going to get. I don't know where they're going to go because there's a lot of stuff going on, like I said, that's very steeped in Captain America, but we're not going to have Steve there. And even in the comics, I've never been a big fan of non-Steve Rogers Captain Americas. Uh, I didn't like U.S. Agent uh, when he when he was Captain America. I didn't like... Uh, the guy who took over is Captain America when he was Nomad. Um, uh, there was a couple others. There have been several. Yeah. But Bucky was Cap at one point. Sam has been Cap. Bucky was Cap. Yeah. yeah Sam is Cap. Uh, to me, Captain America is not a mantle. No one else can be Captain America. It's just, it's not there. Steve, it's more than a suit. It's more than a suit. It is definitely more than a suit. Yes. Um. Hell, Punisher at one point was Cap. Um, yeah, yes, he was. It didn't last long, but he was there. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I get where you're coming from, and that's why you know the comic books always circle back around. And Steve's always back in in the suit again. It's always you know the mantle always comes back to Steve. Yeah, but he's been very generous loaning that mantle out to other people. Um, as Tony Stark has been generous loading the Iron Man mantle out to other people, you know, uh, Rhodey didn't start as Iron or as War Machine. He started no. as taking over Iron Man. Yep. Because um, the suit was killing Tony. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm. It's going to be interesting, and and I think uh, there's some hard questions there, and there's some some interesting story points to go for. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, and we definitely, you know, Chris Evans is done. So other than recasting Steve, which nobody wants. Nobody. Um, yeah. yeah. We got to have a new cap. So I'm cool with it going to Sam. There's some cool things you can do with that, especially if they go with the, the suit from the comics where he still has the Falcon wings and he's got the cap shield. Some cool stuff you can do with that. See where it goes. Yeah. See, now if, it, if it's more along the lines of he's still Falcon, but he now carries the shield. I'm a little happier with that than him going completely. I am now Captain America. No, I really, no, you're yeah. not. I really hope they don't give up him still being Falcon. Uh, Cause that would just make it boring. Um, 
But I can also see it end up being maybe Sam decides I'm not ready for this and gives it to Bucky. Someone who deservedly, I you know, a lot of people feel the mantle should go to next. Um, certainly physicality. He's much more on par with Steve. He's been through a lot of stuff like Steve has. He could use the redemption arc. I don't know. Again, it could be cool. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, yeah, there you go. And then we've already kind of covered this, but WandaVision uh, is now maybe still coming this year, maybe 2021. Uh, I got different rumors when I was trying to look up release dates. So either end of this year or beginning of next, we'll be getting WandaVision. Eh. That what I'm looking forward to. This looks batshit crazy in the best way possible. It looks like we're just going to be completely playing with reality like a deck of cards. Yep. Vision is one of my favorite Avengers. Mm -hmm. Love Vision. Um, I love how they birthed him in uh, the the MCU. Yeah. You know, uh, Age of Ultron. It's a great movie. It's highly underrated. Um, That being said, though, the fact that we... You know, we have the vision, and yet we don't have Wonder Man or Jim Hammond. Um, you really want those West Coast Avengers, don't you? I do want the West Coast Avengers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so when the, when when WandaVision first started, you know, being rumored and everything, one of the things that was suggested as a possible some some possible source material. I'm not saying direct adaptation because Marvel doesn't right. do that. Cherry picks story elements. But one of the source uh, materials was a graphic novel called Vision. Uh, and, and I picked up the hardcover of it. If you haven't read it, you really should. Because this is weird on so many levels. Um, the Vision in this comic, it really is a love letter to uh, the uh, the seventies and eighties Avengers. Uh, the The writer did beautifully with this. So the vision of course, you know, is back from the dead again uh, after he, he died in whatever 90s storyline it was that they, they killed him off in last I, I forget, but um, he comes back and he finds that uh, Wanda uh, has moved on uh, and married uh, at the time uh, he had married or she had married Simon Williams because Wonder Man, because, AKA Wonder Man. Yep. Yeah. Because vision and Wonder Man share brain patterns. It was, they, they were ostensibly the same core personality, just different flavors of the same core personality. So she fell in love with Wonder Man while Vision was dead. This was after he died and became the White Vision, then the White Vision died and blah, blah, blah. Um, but he was still a little heartbroken, so he created a a, a, a a synthesoid wife, and he based her brain patterns off of Wanda. And he created uh, a couple of kids, a boy and a girl, uh, for them, and they moved into the suburbs. And, was uh, was the girl Viv Vision? Yes. Okay. I forget now what the boy's name was, but well, uh, the boy I don't think we've seen again. But Viv actually ended up coming back into continuity. Okay. Well, so they move into the suburbs. Of course, he's still an Avenger, so he's still going into the city to uh, Avengers Mansion, um, which is something we still haven't gotten in the MCU, and it really upsets me. Um, mm. I like Avengers. Um, 
mansion. We got the Avengers compound. We're good. Eh, well, it did get destroyed, so we'll have to it build get something destroyed. new. So anyway, um, but you know, he goes home uh, to to the suburbs and everything. Well, they're they're dealing with some. Uh, the wife and stuff is dealing with some some prejudice because they're not human, you know, type thing, you know. Right. And right. Uh, at one point, she gets uh, she gets attacked by um the Grim Reaper, and it had something to do with the Black Knight, and I can't remember mm-hmm. right now what happened. In this case, the Grim Reaper not being the actual personification yeah. of death, just being no, a no. supervillain with a scythe for a hand who calls himself yes. Grim Reaper. Yeah, who's the brother of the Black Knight? Because he was, I think he was accusing her of killing uh, his brother or something. I, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, so she winds up killing him, like not in a accidental way, like cold blooded, kills him and buries him in the backyard. <laughs> okay, and uh, and. Keep hiding it from vision and everything because she's trying to get vision, you know, trying to make sure vision has a nice happy home and then the white picket fence and everything. And and then there's this guy who's trying to blackmail them into leaving. So he he basically tells her that I, I saw you bury, you know, somebody in the backyard, blah, 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 blah. And you need to leave. Well, she goes to confront him uh, and everything. And so he in the middle of confronting him. He pulls out a gun on her and shoots. Well, as soon as he shoots, she goes to zero density. The bullet passes right through her and hits the guy's son behind her, which she didn't know he was behind her when she went to zero density. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it goes off the rails wacky. (laughs) And I'm really looking forward to WandaVision because I want to see what aspects tie into it. As if bringing back a dead vision as the co-star wasn't weird enough. Here's the rest of the cast of WandaVision. Ready for this? <clears throat> Darcy from Thor. Oh. Agent Jimmy Woo from the Ant-Man movies. <laughs> and a like grown-up it. Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel. Okay. What do these characters have in common? I don't have a goddamn clue. <laughs> but they're all going to be in WandaVision. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll find out. Uh, yeah, but that brings us to what I think is probably will probably be the most popular of these first bunch of series. The one that I'm kind of upset they're doing, but I get it. I guess Loki getting his own series, maybe still in 2021, probably not. But I don't think they've officially moved the release date. I don't know. It started shooting in January. Of this year, I don't know how far it's gotten along in shooting, so I don't know what's going on. But uh, stemming directly from the events of Endgame, this is the Loki we saw when they traveled back to the end of the first Avengers movie, where they were escorting him off, and he steals this the uh, Tesseract, the Space Stone, and then evaporates to a portal and disappears. If you ever watched it, we thought, "Hey, well, what happened to that Loki?" Here you go, uh, and Scott. I'm going to softball this one into you. We see an image of him wearing what looks like a prison jumpsuit with three little letters on it. I told you to stick it. Really? See, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any trailers or anything Uh, for Loki. Can you guess what three letters are on it, Scott? I'm going to assume it's the TVA. Uh Uh-huh. And that stands for? The Time Variance Authority. 
Go nuts, Scott. Here you go. Oh, God. The time variance authority. Variance. I'm lobbing it, it into it, you. It, it's awesome. <laughs> and if you, if Strap you know. Strap in, kids. We're about to get nerdy. And if you know about the TVA, a lot of uh, Avengers Endgame just makes sense. In, in fact, all the weird explanations that they tried to explain mm-hmm. and did poorly at. Yeah, it's it's easy. It's it's very easy. So the Time Variance Authority in in Marvel is a, an extra temporal organization of literally limit limitless people. It's not even people. It's it's kind of like an incarnation of the same person. Um, I forget his name right now, but he's a little old man, and uh, their job is to monitor the timelines, all of the timelines, and keep them separate, and keep them stable, and. Uh, let them do their thing and make sure nobody's fucking around with anything. So anytime anyone time travels in the Marvel universe, the TVA knows about it and the TVA monitors it. And each timeline has their own caseworker that's watching it. Uh, If somebody travels back in time in their, in their timeline or at any point in a timeline, because they it's, it's outside of time for them. So they're just literally looking at these timelines. Um, and somebody time travels and they do something that would cause um, a uh, uh, a causality paradox. So anytime they do something that would so radically alter the time stream that it creates a paradox and certain things would not be able to happen and, and everything, literally they break those events off into a brand new timeline. A new caseworker is created and that timeline just continues on its merry way as if nothing ever happened because the new events are completely separate from the events that created the change. It's like when, so when Hulk tries to say, you know, if, if you go back in time and change the past, it doesn't change your future because your, your past can't change your, what's now your future. That makes no sense. If you think of it as one timeline, but if 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 I have so if, if like let's look at the grandfather paradox that's that's the classic one. If I go back in time and I kill my grandfather before he ever gets married and have kids, then how can I, you know, be born? And if I'm not born, how do I go back in time and kill my grandfather? And if I don't, then I'm born. I go back in time and I kill my grandfather. Round and round paradox occurs. So let's say I come from Marvel six six six, um, and. Uh, uh, or I'm sorry, Marvel 616. I don't know where 666 is. There you go. So Marvel 616, which is still the primary Marvel timeline. I don't care what anybody on the internet tells me. Um, And I go back in time. And I'm still in Marvel 616. But the Time Variance Authority and the caseworker is like, eh, what are you doing? Are you going to be a little shithead? And... uh um. So he's watching, and all of a sudden they get a blip. So I shoot my grandfather. It's like, well, shit, we got a paradox in our hands. Okay, so now what we do is we break that time stream off into Marvel 1073145, something like that. That becomes a brand new timeline in which my grandfather was killed by me, the Marvel 616 version does not affect my past because in Marvel 616 now, those events never occurred. And in Marvel, whatever the fuck number I just said, I was never born because <laughs> my grandfather was killed in that timeline. So 
the only question that they so when, when you when when the Avengers go back in time and they start creating all these paradoxes, they take the stones or what have you. Um, if they did it, because there's a, there's a there's a lot of stuff in Endgame that nobody ever asked asked the question to. Uh, so um, Cap's gonna take the stones back, right? He's gonna put them back right where they came from, right? Well, how does he get the uh, uh, how does he get the space stone back inside the the tesseract? The tesseract was destroyed. I, I, it's never explained. Uh, how does he get the reality stone, uh, the the reality stone, back inside uh, Jane Foster? It's never said. Um, uh, how does he? Uh, um, what's the other one? There was another one. Yeah, we get it. How does he get the mind stone back inside the scepter? Because all he has is this case of the gems. There's, there's, there's no way he can put these back into their original timelines and have everything be unob, unobstructed. So in those specific instances, new timelines are created. So he goes back and he gives the space stone back to where they got it from in 1970. But because it's no longer in the Tesseract now, then that means there's a lot of stuff going forward that's going to happen differently. New timelines created. He takes the reality stone back to Asgard, but he can't get it back into Jane Foster, so he has to entrust it to somebody. And I'm just spitballing here. But events are now different. New timeline is created. Now the time stone, he takes back to the ancient one. She just pops it back in her necklace. So in that instant... That specific instant, there was no need to create a new timeline. The TVA is just like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, that one can stay. We're, we're stable there. Um, um, and then as he's traveling through time, at one point, he stops and he wants to be with Peggy. So he stays with Peggy. New timeline is created. The only question that I have is how he gets back to the MCU timeline as the old man. He's got his pimp suit and pimp articles from old last trip. Yes, but how does he but but that allows you to jump within the time stream that you're in, not jump timelines. Scott, it's time travel. So it doesn't fucking matter. Don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, no. But but you didn't see, you hear the whole scene from Hulk? Remember? <laughs> Don't yeah. think about it. Yeah, and the TVA um, makes that it. possible, yeah. and uh, the, the TVA, if the existence of the TVA makes all that possible, um, and, and it makes everything make sense, and and yes. you know it's okay. Uh, but once again, see that that question of. The stones no longer being in their original forms and Cap having no way of putting them back in. Nobody yeah, ever stop, asked stop, that stop. question. You're going to go cross-eyed. Just stop. We're good. Uh, no, no, the no. TVA is making its appearance in, in Loki, <laughs> and that'll make Scott happy, but probably not happy enough because they're not going to get into that minutia. They're then, not going to get that detailed. Uh, but it does show Marvel at least acknowledges, hey, we kind of freaked up the timeline here. Maybe we can tweak that a little bit. Um, Owen Wilson is cast in an unknown role. <laughs> Um, possibly playing Justice Peace. Didn't make that name up, you know. It just sounds like I did. Who's the head of the TVA? Um, so we could be playing with lots of that going forward. We'll see. Um, but we're gonna keep moving on. 
because we've got so much freaking more stuff to cover. Marvel needs to just take a chill. Um, we have something I'm very excited about. a The first animated series in the MCU, officially in the MCU, Marvel What If, which is a version of the comic book series of the same name, which is basically just a bunch of one-off episodes about what if things from the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline played out differently. We'll be following the main character, Uatu the Watcher, as voiced by Jeffrey Wright. Um, and we'll be basically just playing with the timeline of Marvel. What happened if Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum? What happened if, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, if uh, Loki got Mjolnir? I don't know. That's what it is. Uh, Ten episodes uh, over two seasons. We'll be playing with What If in the MCU. Okay, that could be good. Um, uh, there's been a lot of great what if stories over the years. Yeah, um, I picked one up just this year. That was what if um, Thor had been given to the Frost Giants when Loki was taken by Odin, and Thor was raised by the Frost Giants. It was interesting. I won't say good. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, the what if series is one of those. It, it comes and goes throughout Marvel. Every time someone gets some cool ideas, they bring it back and it disappears. Uh, but it's a fun sandbox to play in where you can just literally spitball ideas and nothing matters because nothing is in continuity. It's just the length of that episode and we're done. So fun idea. Uh, I'd like to think if we hadn't lost Stanley, that he would be voicing the Watcher. Because in my mind, Stanley is still Uatu the Watcher and that's why his cameos are canon because he's Uatu and all. But that's just me. Well, I would have... I I could see that, and I'd heard that, and I was on board with that all the way up until Guardians 2. When he's talking to the other Watchers? Yeah. In a spacesuit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can explain that way. It's fine. No. Wibbledy wobbledy comic book comic book. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what if could be cool? We'll see what happens. A lot of their characters again um and it is officially like the mcu what if not all of marvel what if so that could be interesting um then a show that is just now uh getting going starting hiring some writers in 2022 hawkeye is getting his own disney plus show where clint will be training and potentially passing on the mantle to kate bishop uh the second and some would say best hawkeye uh, who's one of the coolest, newest characters in the comics. And I say newest, she's been around for like a decade now. Um, Kate Bishop was a fun character. She has a cool relationship with with uh, Clint Barton. Um, no idea what exactly storyline they're using as a basis for this or what we'll get. Um, Haley Steinfeld is rumored to be taking the role of Kate Bishop, but that's not official yet. Uh, if you're wondering who that is, it's the lead actress from Bumblebee. Um, yeah. Okay, Jason's really excited. Sorry, you said Bumblebee, and I just kind of went, man. Oh, come on. Bumblebee is the best movie in that entire franchise. That's like, no. saying, that's like saying this is the best piece of shit in this pile of shit. Like, hey, I me. would watch Bumblebee again. Oh, good Lord. I would not. The I would only, not watch any other Transformers movie again. I'll watch the first one before I watch any of the others, including Bumblebee. The only good thing about Bumblebee is the opening five damn minutes. After that, we just rehash yep. every other damn uh, Bumblebee joke that's been out there in any of the other movies. 
hey, you know, let's, let's watch Bumblebee, you know, dance around inside a small house again. Like we didn't see that okay. before. Yeah, no. Fair enough. We, I'm going to back on target, back on target. We still okay. have three more to go, guys. Stay on target. <laughs> Hawkeye 2022. Jeremy Renner coming back, passing it off to maybe to the new Kate Bishop. Maybe, maybe not Haley Steinfeld. Anything anyone wants to see from Hawkeye? I'm just going to uh, see more of Hawkeye. Yeah. He got criminally underused in the MCU. The actual costume, maybe? God, yeah. Put him in a friggin' purple outfit, for the love of God. They've had some really cool designs, but they uh, they need more purple in them. Uh, and I get, you know, the first suit, they went full-on Ultimate Universe, which kind of dialed back the purple, but man... Just go all out. Just just pay Jim Marino more money to put purple on. I don't care what his deal is. Put purple on. <sighs> okay. Yeah. And the good. I was gonna say, you know, if in my opinion, the whole thing with Hawkeye was was underused throughout the whole thing. You've had enough movies and enough chances to introduce enough they can't do it now, of course, but over the years you've had enough chances to introduce the enough second tier villains and things that you could not kill off to actually have that pay off into hold that thought. Hold okay. that thought. Don't okay. say it. Don't say okay. it out loud. Write it down and we'll get to that next time. Okay. Um these next four I'm gonna shotgun through really quickly because these are what I call announced, but we still don't know what the fuck we gotta do with them yet. Three Disney series, Ms. Marvel not Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, which will focus on the newest version of the character, Kamala Khan, from the comics and the upcoming Avengers video game. No one is cast. No idea what the story is, but there you go, Ms. Marvel. We also have Moon Knight, following Mark Spector, a.k.a. Moon Knight, uh, a.k.a. the right-hand man to the moon god from Egypt, who has multiple personalities. And is kind of like Batman dressed in white. Yay. All right. And finally, uh, look, if they do not cast Nicole Cox as this role, I'm not watching this show. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Announced She-Hulk. Uh, Jennifer Walters, cousin to Bruce Banner, will be getting her own show. Uh, she's the lawyer by day, Hulk by also day. <laughs> of the, the mcu <laughs> she's a really fun character in the comics i'm glad to see them bringing her in uh they could definitely still you know, her her original origin story is she's again the cousin of bruce banner she gets injured and needs a transfusion and bruce banner is a match so he gives her a transfusion but his gamma irradiated blood turns her into the she-hulk um there's also rumors that we're going that spidey's gonna need a lawyer third spider-man movie everyone immediately jumps down and says matt murdoch yeah but we don't it could very also very easily also be jennifer Wars. um i don't know that's all speculation but that's all these three projects they've been announced and what i just told you about them all we know about them so anyone have any comments on any three of those projects they sound good okay yeah we'll see what happens yeah uh, and then we're going to toss this one out really quickly because that's how Marvel uh, announced it to us fans. Mahershala Ali at some point in either a film or a series, we still don't know what, will be picking up the mantle of the Daywalker Blade. 
Huh. Because according to Kevin Feige, when Mahershala Ali calls you and says, I want to be Blade, you don't say no. I'll have to take your word for it. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I love you, Scott. Never change. Um, yeah, Mahershala Ali, Academy Award winning actor, uh, wants to play Blade. You don't say no to that. Uh, again, all four of these projects are super early in development. I don't even know if Blade is a movie or a show or what. Um, there was some hubbub about that with fans saying, no, we want Wesley back. And Wesley's saying, guys, look, my time is over. Someone else is taking over the mantle. There is a rumor going around that Wesley Snipes could come in playing Whistler to the new Mahershala Ali Blade. I'm not opposed to that. That could be cool. Uh, all three of these or four of these projects sound cool, but until we more know more, I don't really know what to say about them. So that's why we're going to shotgun through them really quickly because... Thank All right. So much. Cool. Uh, which brings us to our final topic of the evening. We went through what have we gotten from Marvel. We just told you the plethora of things you're going to be getting from Marvel as soon as Marvel can presumably begin filming stuff again. What do we as fans actually want to see in the MCU going forward? Who goes first? Scott, you were on a roll with something earlier. Roll it out again. Oh, I was just saying that, you know, they, they could have used this intervening time of the last 10 years to, to set up uh, characters and stuff to roll Hawkeye into an actual Thunderbolts movie. Bam. I mean. That was on my list, yep. That's, that's just, but there's you, they've killed off all the main villains, and there's, well, there's, there's not enough secondary villains out there right now that I think they can do it at all. Uh, it would take a little building, but we still have hold on, uh, we still have Justin Hammer. We still have Zemo, even though he's coming back in the, the Cap <clears throat> series. <clears throat> Sorry. We still have Abomination. Uh, I still don't think Ultron's dead. Not that he'd be in well, Thunderbolts, but, but but see that's just it. You can't you can't use Ultron and Zemo and 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 them because they're they're the alpha villains. They they want to control things. The entire point of the Thunderbolts was that it was the the secondary villains that were only villains by circumstance because they didn't have the chance to be heroes. And Hawkeye came in and asserted his very, you know, prominent willpower and, and was leading them into that redemption arc. Uh, Ultron and, and, and Zemo and all them. Cause in the original Thunderbolt, Zemo was running it. Yep. Uh, and then, and then he, you know, everything got outed and, and he left. Um, and, and that's when Hawkeye, you know, met the others in prison <laughs> cause Hawkeye was in jail at the time. And, uh, um, you know he's they they had a situation where he led them into being into a heroic situation and they reformed the thunderbolts and and he was poking and prodding them to be heroes so you mm-hmm. you would need them to to do that with like i said with secondary villains um, but here's the deal you could do that again and i don't think this is because and i'll get to why in a minute but you could easily in one contained movie set up an entire Thunderbolts group or in a series even do an entire Thunderbolts group if they want to do this storyline. The reason we're never going to see that is because we're getting this movie. It's called The Suicide Squad from James Gunn over at DC. 
Uh, because as much as, as as much as I love the Thunderbolt, it is very much Marvel's version of suicide. It's villains trying to do good to reform. Interchange who the characters are, but it's the same premise. Uh, and now that literally Marvel's, you know, one of one of their best directors, James Gunn, because of some, some stupid convoluted bullshit we're not going to get into, is now directing that movie for DC. I feel like that's what a Thunderbolts movie would have been under Marvel with James Gunn is going to be that. So as much as I'd love to see Thunderbolts still happen, I don't think it's going to, but there's potential there. No, and and, it's not going to happen. Yes, you could do a standalone movie to set up the story. I wouldn't want them to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have much rather had seen them, you know, give us characters throughout 10 years of, 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 movies and then bring them together for the Thunderbolts. Right. And and it's in hindsight we could have peppered those in, but we gotta work with what we got. So now you could definitely set up Thunderbolts for uh, you know, a phase five project. Potentially. You never know. Um but that's yeah, in, in all, along those same lines and I talked about this earlier is unite the villains, man. We've yet to see a villain team up movie. The Masters of Evil, as dumb as that name is, is the cool concept. Uh, bring dust off those living supervillains who, who you know, got bested by the Avengers last time, but now they want revenge and they're going to team up to do it. That storyline could still work really well, and you still have enough cool villains who aren't dead that you could do it. So I would love to see that happen down the road. And then, literally, I, Justin Hammer is kicking around in prison. Zemo's kicking around in prison. Abomination is, I guess, in a prison somewhere. We have no freaking idea. Uh, and I refuse to believe Ultron's dead because I didn't see a body. So, well, he's Ultron. We saw a flash of light, and then we cut. So, I don't think Ultron's dead. Um, what you got? I, I want to see an actual decent. Fantastic Four movie. That's, I think by, everyone knows that. Yeah, we all would. It's called The Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've got that in there. And my biggest thing was do not rush for X Men and Fantastic Four. No, yeah. no, they, they especially don't. with Fantastic Four. Really take your time, get it right. Because if we fail to do Fantastic Four under Marvel, that franchise is dead. Yeah. And that like I, I would like to see the X-Men in it, you know, at mm-hmm. some point, but like you said, just take your time. Cause... And I would I would love to see the X-Men, uh, not Wolverine. Yeah, no. Your, no your first three X-Men movies, no Wolverine. I'm putting a Wolverine ban on the X-Men. The same way I was really glad not to see uh Tommy Oliver in the Power Rangers reboot. Um, once you Wolverine became way too big a part of that franchise and he took over and X-Men's always been about the group, not about Wolverine. Um, and that's an area basically don't repeat the mistakes. Other companies have made with these characters, uh, learn from their mistakes. And when you eventually launch them into the MCU, cause we know they're coming at some point <clears throat> do better. Yeah. Personally, they need to build the X-Men off of the uh, Deadpool Colossus. Because that version of Colossus is beautiful and yeah. gorgeous. 
No argument. <clears throat> um, also, Fantastic Four embraced the zaniness. The Fantastic Four were created in the 60s. They are crazy 60s zany, and they should always be crazy 60s zany. Um, embrace that. Don't run from it. And and build them up as scientists and explorers, not superheroes. I think that's the key. They, they, they are not perched on rooftops waiting for injustice to be done. They are explorers and scientists who end up in crazy, wacky situations like, you know, Mole City and uh, the Negative Zone and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, that's really, the fun of Fantastic Four. Well, really, they're not quite so much explorers either. Reed is the scientist. He kind of just keeps getting the pulling them into a bunch of shit. Uh, they're just really good friends, yeah. and they stick by him. That's <laughs> that's the thing. Family, yeah, exactly. I mean, Reed's like, uh oh, crap. What'd you do? Nothing. <laughs> May have broke time. Uh, <clears throat> we got to go to the negative zone. The what? That doesn't even make sense, Reed. Trust me. Walk through there. Uh, another big note I had, and I kind of touched on There are a lot of different corners of the Marvel Universe. We have done a really good job of exploring, so far, the cosmic side of the MCU. We got Thanos and the Guardians, and we, we got... Uh, um, kind of the Nova Corps, and I'm not saying ditch all that stuff. You can definitely build off of that. But on the same token, don't forget the other corners of the universe you have. Marvel has some really cool supernatural characters. Ghost Rider, Blade, Mephisto. Um, don't ignore that side of stuff. Um, you know, there's there's so many crazy characters in the, the Marvel comic universe. Uh, don't ignore any one aspect of it. And, you know, keep keep expanding your universe the way you've done so far. Uh, you know, so you're not limiting your options. Like, one of the greatest things about picking up an Avengers comic, um, and this is a quote from Joss Whedon, there should always be one person on the team who you're like, what? Why are they there? What are they doing? Why are they on this team? Because uh, that's kind of the fun of the Avengers. So, like right now, the lineup includes Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, She-Hulk, Black Panther, uh, Captain Marvel, the newest Ghost Rider, Blade, and Man Thing. There should always be at least one character. You're like, what? Why are they there? Uh, <laughs> I really want to see that done in the movies. <laughs> So get nuts with some of these characters. I'm not saying they all need like their own standalone movies, but work them in. Uh, so whenever the Avengers do come together again, there's at least one character who were like, why are they there? Um, which brings me to my last point is how do you bring the Avengers back together? Um, there's a storyline from several years ago called Breakout. That was the first storyline in a comic called The New Avengers. And I think that is a perfect way to bring a new Avengers team back together. There is a breakout on the raft, which in the comics has a lot more high-profile prisoners. But it's the prison for supervillains. And there's a breakout. And a bunch of desperate characters all end up coming together, all being in the right place at the right time to prevent an even bigger disaster. Than it could have been, 
this is following the Avengers disassembled storyline. And that prompts Cap and Iron Man, which obviously you can't have that be done, but it prompts them to say, hey, you know what? This felt like it did the first time around when when the world needed us. This group came together. I think it's time to restart the Avengers. Uh, so you got to have at least like Thor uh, or somebody from the OG team to kind of give it their blessing. Um, but I think that'd be a cool storyline to not only build towards your Masters of Evil team up movie, but also bring the Avengers together in whatever form that looks like. Uh, one of the problems is that is with with the raft and the MCU, the only people we've actually seen incarcerated there were heroes. So, but presumably they weren't the only prisoners there. So again, the framework is there; we can build on it. I don't know. I'm thinking they were the only ones there. <laughs> I don't think they built that whole thing and then have anybody in it to capture the Avengers. Uh, it, because again, we have no idea where Bill Blonsky's been run, hidden off to, and who's in charge of the raft. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, it's true. Blonsky so, is probably there. I don't think they're the only ones there. And again, you could you could populate that fairly easily. But the raft exists, so that storyline has some framework to build up. Yeah, very true. And then there's one storyline I think Scott was maybe hinting at earlier when I was talking about Black Widow. <clears throat> Um, what I think will be your next end game, or at least your next uh, Infinity War. Oh yeah, yeah. Secret War. Sorry, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah, Secret War is a different one. Sorry, Secret nope. War is an even different one. This is what happens when I take notes late at night. <clears throat> Secret Invasion storyline with scrolls. Yeah, uh, that storyline being that uh, the scrolls are invading, but hey, surprise, they're already here. Yeah, and they've been here for a while. The invasion is over. They just haven't made their last play yet. Um, we found out, and again, in the comics, we found out lots of key players had actually been scrolls for a long time. Um, it was hinted at in New Avengers when Electra was killed and turned out to be a scroll because her body, her body turned back into a scroll. We've planted some seeds for that. It would be cool. And there's one scene from the comics I think me and Scott want to really want to see recreated in a movie. Which is when a scroll ship crash lands in Central Park. And the Avengers and a bunch of Marvel you know, heroes assemble to fight off whatever horrible aliens are going to come out and attack them. And the door opens and out steps about a dozen people who died years yeah. ago. Uh, who, who have been dead or missing for years just walk off and have an age today yep. and they're like what um because that best, would be good the best one of that was when mockingbird walks yes. out and hawkeye's like what the fuck yeah yep uh now was a- in, in all honesty like i said you know if if they decided to replace if they decided to try and say that uh uh, Natasha that was that was killed was a scrawl, yep. and and retcon it that way. If they leave it all the way to that climactic scene, and it's Natasha that's leading everybody out of that ship, I'd be happy with it. Natasha and Steve. No, nah, I don't want Steve. I want Steve. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't want, want to see Chris Evans again until 
Secret Invasion. And I want to see him stepping off. And I want to see him in World War World War II cap outfit. Just to really fuck people's heads. And be like, wait, what? As long as it doesn't retcon his happy ending. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Sorry. I like Steve getting it, getting getting what he deserves. I, I like him getting, you know. I, and... I really want to debate that with you, but we're getting long on time. So. I think we passed long on time. <laughs> Fine. Steve doesn't get a happy ending. Steve dedicated his life to being Cap, and Cap doesn't get a happy ending because there's always another fight. It's just like Batman. Batman doesn't get a happy ending. Batman has a lonely death because he chose that path. And bless him for it. <clears throat> they are very; those are Batman and Cap are very similar in that. Uh, uh, they have dedicated their life to this. Cap is the guy who doesn't have a personal life because he's dedicated to the mission, and the mission will never end. Getting to see Peggy again, getting to have his dance, cool. That would have been fine, but Cap goes back to finish the mission, and I freaking hate that ending. But they wanted to shoehorn it in because I get it. The actor's leaving and he's not going to be around anymore. We don't want to recast and okay, fine. But everyone who was like, oh, yeah, Cap got us happy ending. Like, I don't think you understand Cap. (laughs) He wants the happy ending, but he always gives it up because there's always another fight that only he can win. There's always another thing coming down the road that he's got to be here for. Every friggin' time he gives the mantle to somebody else, he has to take it back. And it works the world, beautifully. Yes, because the it, world needs Steve Rogers as Cap. And it, it works beautifully in a comic book where your characters don't actually age over the course of 60, Chris 70 Evans years. has not aged in the last decade. His arms <laughs> just get bigger. <laughs> but in movies, uh, you no, have no, to I, move on. I get it. I get it. I just think it's stupid and sappy. And sometimes the world needs stupid and savvy. Now, I got no problems with him coming back, and I got no problems with him being being in, as long as, like I said, it doesn't retcon the happy ending. Right, I get that. Well, and the whole clip, the whole point of that scene uh, in the comic, anyway, was it immediately planted doubt as to okay, we have no idea who is real and who is a scroll. Yeah, no idea. Um, so something like that would would you know, be a cool like end of act one moment in a secret invasion movie of literally like, okay, we, we have no idea who's who, like no assumption is safe at this point. Yeah. Or when they we were can't replaced. assume anyone is safe just because they've been here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wh- who was the scroll and how long have they been a scroll? Um, the, um, the cartoon series, uh, Avengers Earth's mightiest heroes, I think is what it's called. Uh, it ran for like three or four seasons. It's a fantastic cartoon. And I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus right now. Track it down. But they did it in a Secret Invasion storyline in the cartoon and did a very great cap scroll turn um, where we found out that for like the spoiler, the first half of that season, like season three or four, whatever season they did Secret Invasion, that whole first half of the season, it wasn't cap, it was a scroll. <coughs> and then we had to you know do the backtrack and find out when and how. But. Uh, no, that would be a great storyline. Um, and again, I feel like we're kind of starting to build towards that. I feel like that that really having the scrolls pop up in Captain Marvel in the 90s, if that's not to build towards a secret invasion storyline, why? So, 
there you go that's all i got we'll see that's all i got my notes are done all right Uh, this, this has been extremely fun I've enjoyed this discussion. I am. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad you finally got to go on your TVA rant a little. Well, not a rant, but I love Scott Cox when he nerds out about old obscure comic book stuff because it makes me happy. Well, there's a lot of stuff these newfangled comics just don't get right. No what argument here. Doc, um, anything you wanted to get out? We didn't let you get a chance to get in. No, no, I'm good. Okay, okay. Well then, there you have it. There is our where have we been? Where are we going? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Told you to be a long episode because Marvel does not know when to quit. Just like Steve. Um, <laughs> God bless. That's hold on. One, two, three, four. Five, six movies and five, no, uh, like eight series that we announced. And we didn't even get the stuff that, like, we know that, you know, X Men we know was coming, Fantastic Four we know was coming at some point. Uh, the Blade thing, I don't know what that is, but they're, they're working on it. Uh, and this is just what we know about. Like, Marvel has really, like, around 2021, 2022, when all this stuff finally starts, you know, hitting theaters and coming on Disney Plus. <laughs> we're going to be flooded with Marvel content. So if you're kind of like me and you're getting a little mopey and depressed because you miss looking forward to the next Marvel movie and seeing what seeds we're going to plant towards the next thing, I get it. Cause you know, we're in a drought of Marvel stuff right now. We had uh, so much build up to end game and then just nothing. Cause freaking, you know, the thing but uh there you go let us know is there anything you want to see we didn't get to uh is there something coming i missed i don't think there is it's possible thanks for listening this long thank you scott comment scott for your insight in marvel from days gone by i try the doc thank you for being here to carry the weight yeah yeah no problem Thank you all for listening. That being said, uh, I don't think the Avengers have a sign-off. Avengers, disassemble.